0: what is up fam what's going on welcome to the get the bag podcast episode 17
1: yeah keep going
0: (laughs) i'm your host claudia castro got my co-host tim park and today's episode is about to be a lit just a quick reminder before we get into it um this is a live show so please post your questions uh, for our guests Um, throughout the conversation, uh, because we'll make sure we want to make sure we answer any questions you guys have. And don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe, set the reminders, um, anything that help with YouTube's algorithm. But without further ado, today's episode, how to run a successful business while being a mom. I think this resonates with tons of ladies out there. uh, Mm -hmm. And this lady is crushing it. She's a businesswoman, a wife, mother of three, uh fur baby too i think um she's been (laughs) wholesaling uh for going on two years now uh building her business through joint venture which we'll get into uh throughout the conversation uh but to think that she was going to get into fix and flipping first but then Mm. decided to go into wholesaling and then the pandemic hit and the rest is history so let's get her on what ashley johnson welcome to the get the bag podcast What's going on, girl? Hey, hey, hey Tim. Hey, Claudia. Hey, hey What's going on? Hi. I forgot to add. You also work a nine to five, so yeah, yes,
2: mm. mm-hmm.
0: still working nine
3: to five.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask, like, what's um, what's kind of your plan with that? Are you planning to stick around it for a little bit?
3: Um, so there is a plan to kind of be able to uh, do both and leverage. Right. To be able to have that W-2 for as Mm -hmm. long as possible. Uh, Thankfully, it doesn't interfere too, too much um, with the wholesaling. However, like the days I do have to uh, physically go into the office. um, I know I've kind of mentioned to both of you before, but for those who don't know, like once I'm at work, I'm at work. I can't. Mm -hmm. I don't have no personal. I don't have my phone. I don't have any other personal access to any of my personal stuff. So I'm kind of like shut off from the world until I get back to my phone. Um right. thankfully I still do have some telework days. So I try to maximize those days and like, you know, a million really, you know how it is, right? You got your work right. computer, got your, mm-hmm. you know, the wholesaling stuff right here. So right. um yeah, I try to maximize <laughs> those days, but unfortunately, yeah, when I go into work, it's like I I have to get back to it whenever right. I walk.
0: I love it. I mean, it, there is I think people try to downplay like not having a to quit your job by the way, but if mm-hmm. it works for you and for me too, I'm like leveraging it so I can get some yeah. uh loans or if I want to, mm-hmm. you know, buy maybe a property, um I have his a work history to kind of go go off of. So I think there's yeah. definitely merits of, of sticking around, but of course, if you're making more money than um than you are in your W2, then maybe that's a sign. I don't know.
3: Right. No, and I agree. I think it's kind of nice. I think especially starting out, right, Um, trying to navigate like what tools do I need, Um, buying your data, you know, paying for like all these other subscriptions. I mean, if you're just getting started and uh, say you don't want to have to leverage your personal credit because you want to build it, whatever that means for you, Um, Mm -hmm. it's kind of nice to have like your, you know, your W2 nest egg until you can kind of build up the capital in the business so that you can stop right. using your personal funds and just use, you know, the business money. So, I mean, it's kind of yeah. one of those things at the beginning. It's like, hey, you know, if I got the funds for it, might as well just kind of push through until the business starts making money for itself. Right. Definitely.
0: Right. Yeah. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself for for those who don't know. Obviously we know you right. pretty well, but like, um, you know, the thing that you were going to get into fix and flipping, like what kind of made, gave you the decision um, to go into wholesaling? Because this was before the pandemic? Or yeah, the, so, the-
3: yep, yeah, right before, actually, maybe a few months before the pandemic hit. Uh, so my husband is actually the one, um, he signed up for, we were thinking of signing up for a course, uh, Doug Depp, he's based out of Philly. Oh, uh-huh. um, he, has, he does like the ride-alongs, uh, he has the course and all that. So we were going to dabble in that, actually not going to. We did sign up for it. He did the ride along and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had my our, our third baby it was a few months ago. So obviously I wasn't going up there to do the ride along. Um, mm-hmm. You know, listening to the calls, you know, you know, y'all know how the coaching calls go, right? right. All yeah. the q a just all the gems. I'm like, oh, you know, we're excited. Like, oh yeah, we're going to get in the fix and flips. Then the pandemic hit and it was like, you know, we're not doing this, you know. is kind of up in the air, right? No one really knew, especially um, his job now. It is complete 100% telework, but him and I both had a job where we had to physically go into the office. So it's kind of like we don't know what this is going to mean, right? Their jobs don't allow us to telework. What's going to happen to our jobs? We're like, yeah, it's probably not a great. And obviously, you know, uh, people weren't paying their rent and all that. And I'm like, hey, I don't. We don't know mm-hmm. if it's a great idea to kind of get in the fix and flips and become landlords when don't know what's gonna happen with our jobs. People aren't right. paying them rent. I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. A little too risky for me. So, mm. um, just like everyone else, right? The pandemic hit. I was like, well, thankfully we didn't lose our jobs. Um, so we were like, all right, well, let's, let's find something else to do. He came across wholesaling on YouTube. Uh, so it was the triple threat one that Max Maxwell, Chris Jefferson mm-hmm. and Nazir used to do. And, you know, they kind of went through what it is, that their Q and A feels they always do. And um he's like, Okay, we could probably do this. And then it kind of started breaking down. They started talking about the cold calling. He was like, Oh yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> was like, I'm not talking to random people. Right. Not he's like, ah, uh. he's and he's not a big talker. But so he's like, I'm I'm not, I'm not doing that. He's like, I think you'll be great at this. <laughs> and so i was just like i'm confused like what, what are we doing we're we right. don't need money but we're i was like i was trying to like wrap my head around the process so deep dive into youtube university what is it How, you know just the whole thing um and you know he's big on like you know furthering your education so he's like just sign up for a coaching program a mentorship and just see like you know do you just get the blueprint because we had, I exhausted everything in YouTube University. Mm-hmm. Um, so signed up for Chris Jefferson's program. And at the same time, Max and Nas came, came up with one too. So I'm like, all right, perfect, right. right. These are three people I learned it from. I'm mm-hmm. joining both programs. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest is history. Learned everything I need to learn as far as basic foundation work in the business and haven't turned back since.
0: I love That's it. Awesome. Yeah, girl, you're killing it.
1: I know, I know. <laughs> Um so one of the questions um uh, I guess I had was is that like when you first started like in the business how did you really navigate you know being a mom your 9 to 5 and you know being a wife and you know and versus now right so at the beginning how did you navigate that versus now
3: So at the beginning it was definitely um I didn't want to get the analysis paralysis but i really Mm -hmm. i'm big on like let me just have a sound foundation and i'll figure the rest out so i literally at night like once the kids would go to bed house is quiet i would just run through everyone's courses i'm like oh yeah i'm running through both of these things which y'all both know like there's tons and tons of content and videos and all those calls so i literally ran through everything and i'm like all right we're gonna just start right i'm just gonna get a dollar I don't I think I had call rail at the time. So I, you know, which I know is clunky. Sorry, no shade, but it is not <laughs> user-friendly at all. So I'm just like, whatever. We're calling, we're texting. Um, start out in my uh, local market in the DC, Maryland, Virginia market. And it just wasn't really hitting. And then that's when I kind of learned about the virtual wholesaling. I'm like, all right, well, let's just let's just pick a market, right? Kind of start networking with people who are who I thought were kind of, you know, had good momentum and just kind of start teaming up with them, adding value where I could. At the beginning, it was really hard, just, you know, three kids, and this is, again, still during the pandemic, right? right. Kids are virtual learning, daycare's not open, my husband and I are working from home, so everybody's here. Um, at the beginning when uh, the kids were doing virtual learning, it was literally a nightmare. There nothing was organized. The Mm. systems was going down. So it's like I'd be trying to talk to a seller. They are over here going crazy, yelling at each other. Um, my daughter at the time was still nursing. So I'm like on the call with these people, like nursing her, trying to get their lives together. So it, it was, it was a lot. Um, it's definitely a lot calmer now. I've kind of, you know, was trying to play around with like, I've always been very organized, so I think right um, <laughs> about my time management. Right, but then I like really had to be like, look, no, okay, what are their downtimes and their quiet times? When is the baby like occupied and napping, or when can my husband take her? Those are those those times like I have to maximize and talk to sellers as much as possible, and that's when I start right. learning, you know, kind of about texting. So I fully fully jumped into that because I'm like, all right, that can kind of run itself and I can just pick up wherever I need to. Um, So honestly, the schedule, at the beginning was just organized chaos. Like that's probably the best word I could describe it. Uh, Now, I mean, the kids are in school, babies in daycare, so it's a little bit easier. (laughs) A lot (laughs) easier now. That helps. Oh yeah, most definitely.
0: Love it. Yeah, I think texting is a big part of of it, but um, at what moment did things click for you where you're like, and how far into the, your, the start of your business where you were able to take things to the next level? Like, what was that pivotal moment where you're like, okay, I I have this figured out. I have my system set up. Like what, 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 what hit hit you then?
3: Um, honestly, I think it was after, after a daring, when I was doing the one-on-one, uh, one-on-one coaching, Mm -hmm. uh, cause there was like, the world is going to open back up. You're gonna have to start going to the office. I'm like, okay, this is where I have to pivot. I have to figure out. It's either I'm gonna I need to scale right now, or mm-hmm. I had to figure something out. Um, so that's definitely when I started like dive uh, uh doing a deep dive into like my SOPs, get all this, you know, all these things set up. Um, not the job I have now, but my previous one was in HR. So I like really was like pulling mm-hmm. out everything, like. How do I onboard people? What am I doing to uh, manage these people, my future employees or contractors, right? Um, I started to just like really pour into that because I knew that I wasn't gonna have the luxury of being at home every day. So that's when I was like, okay, I have a gift in the business where I'm really good at. I need to just make sure and see how I show people that this is a service I can provide to help people on different parts of the business that may be a little bit harder than others. I'm going to just kind of put it out there like, hey, this is what I'm good at. Here's a service that I can provide mm-hmm. and just start teaming up with people. And yeah, that's when I started hiring a team, start going really heavy on the SMS networking and other groups. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it was the push from my job telling me, like, you're coming back into the office, not full time. Mm-hmm. but right you won't have that luxury of being home every day. So that was actually kind of my push right there. Mm.
1: That's cool. Um, Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about like partnering up with people and then, you know, your JV program and uh, for people that are listening, um, you know, what is JVing or joint venturing? And uh, can you explain that a little bit more?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, essentially joint venturing is one person is, has the property either under contract or has the prospect leave, and either they need help getting it under contract or renegotiating. Uh, So there's one part that uh, obviously the one party has the seller agreement. And then the other part is, hey, maybe they need help running dispo, AKA finding a buyer for the property. And that's more Mm -hmm. so my specialty. Um, I'm not bad in acquisitions. However, I'm just better in dispo. Well, you know your strengths. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's my strength like that's why i'm training my va's to like kill it in acquisition so i'll you know they could do their thing and just right. I'll, I'll run dispo um so yeah so kind of how the my it was a kind of little on the fly at first but now it's definitely a little bit more formal um mm-hmm. so i usually have to i'll send people like my podio a jv um little form have them fill it out because the key thing for me is is it under contract um, if so, was under contract at? Or if they right. need mm-hmm. help on the acquisition side, it's okay. What does the seller want? What's the property condition? So we can kind of figure out, like, okay, you know, eh, that number doesn't really make sense. It's not really a deal. So at the beginning, when they kind of fill out all the information, this gives me an opportunity to kind of vet if it is a fact a lead, because um, we all know you could find someone who's ready to sell, yeah. but there's no cash buyers around there, or it's not a deal. Mm-hmm. It's too high. I don't want to waste anybody's time. So we try to do like all that on the front end, um, look over it. Okay, cool. Everything's good to go. Usually I'll send over the JV agreement. Um, we'll kind of coordinate uh, as far as pictures. I've been able to link up with a lot of people in other markets. And if I don't have my own, uh, boots on the ground, it's pretty easy to find and hire someone off a thumbtack. I know VPO flow is easy. However you usually can't get someone like that day. So Mm thumbtack is my go-to. You can find someone within an hour to go take pictures. Um, And obviously, you know, these people are professionals, right? Like they are, they take pictures for the MLS, which I enjoy because I don't have to sit here and explain to you, take pictures of every room. Take, like, I don't have to go through that whole thing. Right, Right. professional pictures are crisp. So it's like, all right, I I mean, that's my go-to for um, everything. Um, So yeah, get pictures. And then I'll start the dispo process, right? You know, I have my sources that I use, the different platforms. I'll do all that. I like to do check-ins every other day, unless something drastically happens in between. Um, I'll schedule uh, the buyers to go take a look at it. Send I send every so I do the transactional coordinating thing. Didn't do it at first, but I do it now only because we all know like everyone's communication is different. And so I kind of dropped the ball once when I let this other person handle everything with the seller. And so Mm -hmm. I was telling them, like, hey, you know, here's an update from Title, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they weren't communicating with the seller. So the seller was like, hey, it's been two weeks. I haven't heard anything. So Mm -hmm. kind of assumed that responsibility. Because I want to just make sure, like, seller's good, buyer's good, someone's keeping in constant contact with everybody Mm -hmm. in the title company. So, that's like a new responsibility I kind of taken on, but yeah, schedule the buyers, send everything to title schedule pictures. If there aren't already pictures and um, yeah, push it to the finish line. Obviously, you know, all of them don't make it. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. uh, Right.
3: Kind of the process as far as that goes.
0: Yeah. I like how you kind of, um, well, I'm sure you've learned to kind of set expectations. Maybe you've had bad JV experiences. Uh, Tell us a little bit about like, cuz before everybody starts filling out those forms like what <laughs> <laughs> what's what's like kind yeah. of your expectations cuz we've all dealt with like bad JV partners where you you know maybe you go through a deal either fell through or went through and you're like oh okay and they bring you back a deal <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm good or i'm a little busy i can't take mm-hmm. this right now like what's um how do you kind of manage yeah. that and like setting those expectations
3: yeah that's definitely been something um a learning experience right um, where I'm definitely, that's why we kind of, I do it on the front end, except for, right. I know this is going to be bad, but not people that I work with. And so I have people in certain markets that like, it's, you know, a little unspoken. They kind of shoot in the lead, like, oh, hey, it's on contract at this point. We just roll with it. So right. that one, it's not formal at all. Probably, you know, should tighten that up, but you know, it is what it is <laughs> at this point. Um, right. but yes, for new people or people I've never done JV deals with. That's why that form is important. And it seems kind of long, but it gives me everything I need to know. Sure. We'll analyze the deal. Um, and I'll tell them straight up like, hey, you know, you have it at this price point. Here's the condition. I am looking at the comps. It's going to be little tight. Or, right. you know, do you think that there will be room for renegotiation with the seller because it's at this price point, but I'm seeing buyers here, but, you mm-hmm. know, and we all know, like, you know, every city has these little pockets where people just won't buy in. So, you know, I'll just, I do set the expectation at the beginning, like, I'm not a miracle worker. Like, mm-hmm. if it is a deal, I will find you a buyer. But if it's just, if I'm not really seeing it, I don't want, you know, people to just give this false sense of reality. Like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna sure. find you a buyer. Are we Are gonna make 20? Like, nah. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, we've made some deals that have been like, you know, really small, like we've seen a you know, split. Uh, two thousand, three thousand, but I'm like, that's marketing for the month, right? I'll take it, yeah. Um, base hits, that's right, it, right? Exactly. But now, and I always tell people, you know, like just because you go on YouTube and they say, Oh, yeah, you can make ten thousand. I'm like, Look, if you have five small deals, right? It's all gonna add up at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. say, like, some money is better than no money, right? Take, you know, if you get making two thousand, three thousand. I can use the extra 2000 or 3000 so I'm not going to turn a deal down because I'm not making, you know what I'm saying, a seven-figure like that. That's just silly to me. Um, right. So, uh, but yeah, uh, there are some instances, people, like I said, and that's why I set the expectation like, look, I'm going to give updates every other day unless there's something imperative that happens in between because I, I do not want this to come off wrong, but like, I am trying to run my own wholesale business. I do mm-hmm. have VAs. Currently hiring some more. Still have a nine to five. Got these kids, this dog. Like his dog. <laughs> right. I cannot communicate with you every hour on the hour right, of a, right. a property. Like that is just not. That's not. It's not. It's not reality. I can't do it. So and I, I, happens, I, I feel
1: like. Go ahead. Sorry.
3: No, I'm saying that for me, that's been like I have to I had to set the expectation. like I will have an update for you at least every other day. Mm-hmm. even if mm-hmm. the update is, hey, just checking in so I let you know that I didn't I haven't heard any feedback from these buyers. I'll check in with you. But even if my update is I don't have an update, I'll at least try to make sure I check in because I can't I can't do it. Like mm-hmm. we're all trying to run our own businesses. i can't I cannot update you every hour on the hour like literally right. i have given deals back like you know what actually i'll changed my mind. i will avoid this jv contract you can have it back <laughs> i can't do this and i don't mean it in a mean way i'm just like i i, I can't i don't have the time for it i don't right. think anybody yeah. does but yeah. i get it right if you're hungry it's your first deal yeah. um you just want to kind of know especially if you've never gone through the whole process and i'm i'm all about the education part of it, right you want to know like okay so what goes to title what happens there i'm happy to lay all of that out especially if you've never done a deal but and i get it right we all want that first one to close especially when you're this close mm-hmm. yeah. but i just can't hold your hand the whole way i can't do it right yeah.
0: get a coach um, if that's the case
1: yeah, right
3: i have plenty of people i can refer you to those great coaching programs
1: right <laughs> right right and you know i think that's so true like especially with new wholesalers out there that are trying to jv with somebody and it's their first deal and it's all about you're saying set the expectation with them it might not even be a deal right and they just locked it up and so just going through that process with them excuse me is very important um i know that you know communication is big big so you setting up up the expectation early on how you're going to communicate with them is really, really important. I like that a lot.
0: Yeah. And it's also laying yeah. out in the JV agreement, which is, you know, something I've mm-hmm. learned too. I think Tim, you, you mentioned where it's like you lay out in the JV agreement, the responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So like it's, everyone's clear. All right, this is what you're supposed to do. This is what I'm doing. We're not mixing exactly. like, cause things get mushy sometimes depending on the person, right. Where it's like, Hey, you're supposed to be checking in with the seller, like that's your responsibility. And like, you know, they're dropping the balls there. So, um, I think it's, it's, it's important to have those responsibilities laid out and the expectations. So it sounds like you found kind of a good groove, a groove with that. Um, but I was going to ask, I, and I always ask any of the ladies in, in the, um, in this industry, you mentioned, you know, I'm a mom, I have a fur baby. I have, I'm a wife. Um, how, how has it been navigating, this industry as a, as a woman, uh, what's kind of been your experience, like, or maybe it's been fine, but like, I always like to ask that question. Um, cause it, it's, it's real out there being in the male dominated, uh, industry.
3: Um, I mean, yeah, for sure. Um, so I think what I've realized is, and this is just kind of like my perspective that I've kind of noticed it's no one really bats an eye, you know, kind of when, guys want to have their head down and, you know, Hey, I can't do that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's no big deal, right? Like, Oh, he got his head down. He just grinded it out. Like it's, it's, it's no, you know, it's no big deal, but it's been a little difficult for me, especially once I started really picking up traction. Like, yeah, can't, you know, can't do that mom beauty, sorry. You want us on some Uber Eats? Like I'm not cooking. Like I can't do that, you know. Mm. And especially because like my kids were so used to like you know we would do the meal prep and all that. and I'm like, yeah, like we're gonna have to get a, <laughs> a meal prep service, a chef, cause right. <laughs> I can't do this every day. I mean, my husband has like during the pandemic, like that's kind of been like his hobby is uh, smoking meat, so it's been like perfect. I'm like, bet you can do all these meats. We could be straight wow. for the week. Um, so but you know it was it's been an adjustment right you know i had a, a clingy baby who's just you know always on me so i just feel like i just need some time i don't want to be a deadbeat mom but like i just i have <laughs> something i want to focus on that's important right. to me cuz i don't i don't to be honest i don't want to have to have a 9 to 5 and do this forever like right. i will burn myself out i'll be stressed out and there's just no way i can sustain this pace that I'm doing right now, long term. I guess it's not realistic. So, mm-hmm. if I have to just like focus on the business, if that means I'm staying up late, getting up early, whatever, I'll take it. That means, you know, I can't, we're watching a family movie, but I got my computer. It is what it is, right? I'm not going to be like this forever, but it's just a small sacrifice. Um, but uh, as far as like the women in the industry, on it, overall, it hasn't been too bad. Um, My biggest feedback and things I've kind of noted is, especially when you're in these like different coaching programs or on these group calls, it is definitely very male dominated. And so I try to just make sure like I'm hearing some type of woman's voice on these platforms. Like that's something I'm really big on. Um, And I don't know if it's just because like, Women which like whatever, you know, makes you guys feel good, ego, whatever. But I'm like, there's really a lot of women like doing big things and they just kind of mm-hmm. keep to themselves. So, like, whenever I see, like, especially a mom or just any woman of color, I'm like, oh yes, this, let's get it. You know, what do you need? How can I help you? I'll right. repost, reshare, anything. Cause I just feel like women are really they're out here getting it just as much mm-hmm. as the men. It's just they're they're just not. They're not talking about it as much, so. Right. Um, let's see the other part, especially like going to talk to like, especially going to like Baltimore, right? It's definitely inner city. Yeah, y'all know how that is. So. <laughs> right. Can never go by myself, which I never would, to be honest. Right. Yeah. I have a buddy to go with me, um, or if someone's meeting me there. I know. Being like, Latoya, I went to go see a property. Um. I, Couple times together. And even there was some we walked in, like, yeah, not, there's two of us, are <laughs> still not going in there. Like, I'm good. Right. <laughs>
1: right.
3: Um, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a safety thing, right? I'll, yeah. yeah, most I'll definitely. These properties <clears throat> by myself. Um, either I'm going with someone, I've gone with Latoya to a few, gone with Lindsay on some, or my husband usually, especially when I'm going to Baltimore, he almost always comes with me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a safety thing. That's the only thing, is like, you know, you just gotta be safe. People
1: go crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Especially talking to squatters.
3: You just never know what's
1: going to happen. Oh, absolutely. Those are scary situations if you're not expecting it, right? So, and then I know that we kind of talked about this with Brittany and Kalani, you know, about the safety issue. And um, I think, you know, being in a male dominated industry, like, I think guys forget that aspect of it. Cause it's, it's the, you know, their day to day, but, um, you know, uh, if you have a, a partner or a JV partner, you have to be aware of that. If that, that JV partner is a woman that's going to see a view of property, you know, you right. have to yeah. think of her safety, you know, and think of that. So I just want, you know, people that are listening in the JV with, women just to be aware, you know, just be aware. And I think that's this important and just acknowledge, right. You just got to acknowledge right. that, you know, um, you know, she has a voice and she's, she's killing it. And, you know, her opinion is, is golden too. So.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, when you talk about marketing, People always say like, "Yeah, go door knocking, go through the door." Yeah. Well, maybe as a woman, I don't feel comfortable doing that. I gotta carry a Glock or something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> gotta come prepared. I'm so not, I'm not knocking on nobody's door, right? And right. like not when myself. people are like, "What? People, we should be door knocking?" This, it's like I'm, you know, and it's just they're 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 not aware. They don't have that awareness because they're thinking of, yeah. of themselves and what. Well, I have no problem doing. Of course, you're you're a man. Like you know, it's mm-hmm. it's a whole different dynamic when it comes to that. And like, it's, I think this, that's like the most difficult is like, we have to like literally jump over hoops just to like Mm -hmm. have that um, understanding from, from other people. Um, And I think just society in general um, puts women in a certain category of like, you know, going back years and years of like, you know, women should be this or women should be that if women are, are speaking too much, it's, you know, they're, they're this and that. And, you know, I think this generation and this society, we're trying to like break that and like, no women can do, can do all of these things and Mm -hmm. it's okay. It's Mm -hmm. okay for you not to cook. I I read this book by Rachel Rogers um, called like, we should all be millionaires or like something along those lines. And she talks Mm -hmm. about being a woman and and running your business of like, you have to have those boundaries, even with your husband or your spouse of like, I'm not going to be cooking every night. I'll cook once a week and maybe you can cook. You can cook uh, the other days or leftovers or whatever, like, but I need my me time to work on my business or work on me. Um, so it's really important. I think women just want to um, feel like they, they need to do everything and and like, mm-hmm. that's, that's acceptable. And, you know, if you can like, Hey, you're super, woman, but like, if you really want to take your business to the next level, you have to mm-hmm. set your, your me time um, and make those like tough decisions, setting mm-hmm. those boundaries, um, and so I think um, a lot of women sometimes don't know like where where to even start uh, with that. So I think it's good that you're like, hey, we'll do Uber Eats, uh, but mm-hmm. I got to do this and that. Hey, <clears throat> right now is mommy time. You know, I got to right. uh, work on the business. So um, I think I think that's great.
3: Well, yeah, there's a, that part you brought up. We feel like, well, I know I did personally, right? Especially before I got into this business. I mean, I you know I did a lot of it. I did a lot of everything, especially at the time like. You know, my husband was going to school and so you know, I did do a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like I said, just when I start kind of getting the business and I'm like, some of these other tasks can be delegated to someone else. I mm-hmm. mean, we have the funds to pay for it, we're gonna do it because right, you know, especially times like this when the kids aren't here, like mm-hmm. I don't wanna be cooking. I know it sounds sound bad, but I'm not trying to cook it's not I'm bad, not trying yeah. To clean, you know what I'm saying? Like this time needs to be in on the business because this isn't a side hustle. Like this is a business mm-hmm. that a I'm business. trying to yeah. build, right? That I'm trying to build and run. So it's not like like if you're at work, are you not? If you're teleworking, you know. But if you're at work, are you going to be, you know, trying to cook and you know do all these personal things? Like mean, yeah, when we dabble and you know pay our bills all that online, sure. Right. But when you're at work, you're working. And so I had to literally apply that mindset. Like this is not a side hustle. Like this is my business. So, right. okay, like Alexa said, oh, yeah, I hire. we have housekeepers, because, I mean, yeah. it's house, mm-hmm. you know, I got three kids and a dog, right? Yeah, right. To tell you that. So, they are little messy heathens. Yeah. So, <laughs>
2: right.
3: I'm not cleaning, I mean, you know, we'll do cleanup, but, like, no, y'all can't. No, you need that deep I, cleaning,
0: that yeah. sanitation. Yep. There you <laughs> go.
3: Exactly. So, like, we're out, we're going to start outsourcing some of this stuff, because, I need to buy back some of my time so I can put it in the business because, you know, this is important to me. This is going to eventually replace my nine to five. And I can't do that if I'm, you know, doing these other tasks that I can delegate Mm -hmm. to somebody else. That's, that's, that's big
0: because that's big because, um, you know, we talk about uh, focusing on money-making or income producing tasks, right? doing laundry, cooking. I mean, it's great and all once in a while, but that's not going to make me money. And I think that's uh, in that book I mentioned, she talks about like, you know, I I did a budget. Hey, we can afford a a house cleaner to come in once a week Mm -hmm. or however often. Um, I hired a chef to do my groceries, to do this, because I shouldn't be focusing on that. I need to be focusing on building my business. And if you can afford that, you should be delegating those things. Because I don't want to spend you know however many hours cleaning, doing laundry when I should you know, I could be speaking to sellers or closing deals. Um, so I think that's I think that's a big part where like maybe the women it, it feels it's tough to let go where they feel like they have to do that. No, you can delegate that if it fits in your budget
2: mm-hmm.
0: maybe yep. 300 bucks a month like hire a chef or hire whoever um, or if I, I think that's what small, takes you. like. Like Instacart,
3: right. right? So you don't have to right. go grocery mm-hmm. shopping. I mean, that's you know, that's one task you can just take off your plate. You don't have to worry about it. I mean, right. it's just, it's, it was it was hard for me because I was so used to doing everything. And at first, you know, you're so used to just juggling all these things and making it work. But I mean, I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't keep. Again, it was another thing. Like, I cannot keep this pace up. There's no way mm-hmm. I can, you know, do all these things for the family when I have something important too. So yeah, I was just like, I have no shame. Like, oh no, those, these tasks are getting delegated. I'm not superwoman, nor do I want to be like, I can't do it.
2: (laughs) Right.
1: Right. Right. Now it's real. So. Oh
3: yeah. Yeah, it is. And I don't, I don't want that to be me. Like I, I enjoy the business. I'm definitely in a place now where I don't mind staying up late. I don't mind waking up early Mm -hmm. to do it, but I know that if it starts to feel like a chore, then I have a lot of, like, reevaluation that I need to do.
1: Mm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think within our group, uh, we've been talking about motivation and, um, you know, kind of uh, what's kind of one, your motivation, and the other one is, you know, mindset, you know, what's what's kind of helped you along the way with your business and you know, being, um, taking care of your family, um, how's your mindset and, you know, what helped you kind of continue and push forward?
3: Um, well, I'm a big, and I think this is kind of like how I, uh, I got really big into the JV thing. Like I just, I'm just a big, like service person. I just love helping people. And you guys know, like this wholesaling thing is definitely, um, there's a lot of problem solving that we do. So I'm big on, I enjoy the process, like what's going on with the seller? How can I problem solve it? Right. Then we have something that these fix and flippers, you know, these end buyers want, they want these off market properties. So Mm -hmm. I enjoy the process of just like helping people, um, helping these sellers out of whatever their situation is, why they need to offload the house. and I, I mean, I enjoy it. Like I, I love just talking to these people, these sellers, even these these irate ones. Like they make <laughs> my day a little spicy. Um, <laughs>
0: right.
3: Something to talk uh, about, but, right? Yeah, something to talk about. Um, but no, I really do. It motivates me. Um, definitely, never really grew up. Not that I can remember, like anyone, especially no really women that had their own business or just any like you know family members to hack a small business or anything. So, um, you know, everyone's pushed, oh, go to college, go to this. And I, I didn't want to. I did it kind of, sort of, but not really because like, oh, mm-hmm. this is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just love being to show my kids, like, y'all don't have to go do that if you don't want to. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many other avenues that you can kind of dabble in, you, can, you know, help me in the business, start your own business or they can be, you know, kind of do what their dad does with the stocks. It's like, I just love being you know, able to show them, like, This isn't it. Like, there's no box. You can go do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they they do tell me sometimes, like, oh, you're always on the phone, or especially when the baby's going crazy. I'm like, yo, can somebody get her? Like, I'm about to hop on the phone. I just need everybody just at a two right now. And um, Mm -hmm. they're like, you have someone else to call. I'm like, y'all like all this nice stuff, right? Like, this is free. So, (laughs) somebody got to pay for it. But, um, yeah honestly i love it um that is kind of once i get kind of fixated on any on anything like i just really just i just go for it
1: that's cool that's cool Uh, yeah (laughs) that's funny bam is crazy
0: Yeah. So we talked about like delegation uh, and I see that you're really big into like hiring VAs or using VAs for, um, you know, run, running your business. Tell us like how how has that helped you uh, run your business? What does that look like? Um, kind of show us the, the sauce of like what, what's uh, helping you right? Because mm-hmm. I know you've been on some vacations. Like how is, how is your business running without you or how are you getting yourself out a little bit?
3: Yeah, so uh, last week being away, right, being in Hawaii, uh, I was working, guys. But yeah, that's um, my first always. time, like, always, right? Um, yeah. It was my first time, like, being away from the business, having a team. like, you know, before I did, like, little well, weekend trips um, wasn't really the big of a deal, right, um, and I had one BA at the time. But they really, like, they really held it down. Um, you know, I have a cold caller, my general uh, admin VA. She is literally my rock star of the business. Um, you know, I just kind of just create those system of processes. Like, hey, you know, you're logging into Time Doctor, so I can make sure uh, I'm not a micromanager either, right? I feel like we're mm-hmm. all adults. If I can micromanage sure. you, or I don't trust you. Like, you gotta go anyway. Like, I don't have right. time for that. Right. Um, so yeah, they know what what systems they need to be on to just you know track their time. Um, you know the cold caller he's on there doing his thing we have our system on you know anything that needs my immediate attention they know how to like slack me and all that you know everything goes warm a hot leads is going to podio but um yeah met, uh, when I was in Hawaii they were great like they were on point um one did quit while I was there so it was like a low key a little panic mode mm. um but the other one she stepped up. Like she she held it down. She still brought the leads in. But yeah, I think the biggest thing is like making sure you have a solid team. Um everyone kind of knows their roles, uh how to just, you know, keep them motivated and all that. Currently hiring uh two more cold callers right now. So, yeah, I'm just I was going to just hire one, but I'm like, no, like let's get really mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Let's just go ahead and do mm. two.
0: Mm-hmm. i he love it really- so how many how many people are, are on your team because they're all vas right
3: yep mm-hmm. yes yeah. so currently uh just one now like i said i had one who just left last week okay. um he he made me a little sad when he left like he you know we've been mm-hmm. together so long but you know things happen right mm-hmm. we all it is what it is so yeah currently hiring two right now uh so i just have one at the moment uh she does she's my general admin and she also does like um Manages my SMS campaigns, so I really kind of pushed her to step out the box because I was speaking of delegating, right? I'm like, oh right. man, I gotta hire someone, go through all these applications, and I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I got to. Um, mm-hmm. I am sourcing one through Eric Bryant. Uh, you know, he has the bilingual ones, which is mm-hmm. shout Montana. out,
0: to I, shout
3: out, shout out, shout out to Eric uh, Cold Collar Elite. So. I used him for my first VA, uh, so I'm using him again to find me one. But uh, my current admin, she actually has recruiting experience. So she is like, look, um, send me all the emails to everyone who applies. I'll vet them. I'll do these initial interviews and Mm. I'll just pass you along top five candidates. And that literally saved me hours because I think we had a total. I think we told it yesterday. There were 68 people who applied. Obviously, all of those people clearly aren't qualified. Um, exactly. you know, you do that whole extensive process, right? Like you gotta mm-hmm. put this in the um in the subject line, right. apply back with your, you know what I'm saying, to just make weed yeah. out. Filter them out, right?
0: Sense.
3: Yeah, that yeah. like really helps itself. So I kind of showed her how to do that. She took care of all of that. She did all the initial interviews. And when I tell y'all rock star, like she created the Google <laughs> Drive, she put their resume in there. Their recorded Zoom um, interview, the uh, the voice memo of them just kind of speaking. And she also gave me notes, like on you mm-hmm. know her feedback. Why was their strengths, their witness weaknesses, her areas of concern. What you know, and then she rated them like you know one to ten that they she thought they would be a good fit. She put high, which I thought at first I was like you know it was kind of weird telling someone who is from the Philippines like look, I don't want someone who has a strong accent. She was like, I agree, you shouldn't. So I was kind of like a little uncomfortable saying it at first, but that's mm-hmm. the reality. And she was very like, oh, no, this candidate is qualified. They have experience. She's like, but their accent's too strong. You're not going to like mm-hmm. them. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I, I th- when, she start, when I start seeing that type of stuff, I'm like, all right, well, she really knows what she's doing. So she literally mm-hmm. saved me hours. I only had to interview, I think four people. So versus the hours of doing that, right. I spent maybe 45 minutes total. So. Mm-hmm.
0: That's a, mm-hmm. I love that. Delegation and that's the culture. Definitely. That's a culture you're built, you're building. And obviously mm-hmm. you have a really deep connection or camaraderie with this uh, general admin BA. Cause you know, I'm sure, you know, once you find somebody like, you know, you you make sure <laughs> they stay around, Hold like on, you pay yeah, them extra, yeah. whatever this.
3: Uh, oh, yeah. She's she's getting a bonus after this. Mm-hmm. I, like, I already had it made in my mind. I'm like, this is outside of your normal duties. Um, and I even had to tell her, like, look, if you're doing interviews or reviewing any of these things outside of your work hours, please track your time. It is right. only fair mm-hmm. that I pay you. Just because you're working outside your normal hours, she's like, "Oh no, no, Ashley, it's no big deal." I'm like, "No, that's a big deal, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> right?" <laughs> I
1: know, right? I don't know
3: what your other clients told you, but if you're working, you need to get paid. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, now she's awesome. She's a rock star. She, um, I, I ask her all the time. I'm like, "Do you sleep?" Cause like you're always. <laughs> me. Like, you know I'm gonna stop answering you. If you, if you don't. If you don't stop talking to me, like I need you to go rest. But um, right. So yeah, so, delegation, like you said, you take care of your people, they literally
1: yeah. will go above and beyond for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, I'm going to be um,
0: hiring, oh, before you go, uh, Tim, no, yeah, go ahead. I'm going to be hiring um, a general admin. So, yeah, shout out to you for sending over some stuff um, as well. But uh, yeah, because I think for anyone out there who wants to, who's, once you get to the point, because I mean, we all lazy in a way, like we don't want to do anything, right? like right. once you get to the point where you're like i i cannot i can't stand doing this you should look into hiring if you can afford it like i mean the oh, yeah. philippines uh, the vAs out in the philippines they're pretty affordable now you have to do vet vet some people out to like get some really golden ones but
2: mm-hmm.
0: once you get to the point where you're done doing something you have to delegate it cuz you have mm-hmm. to move on to the next biggest thing so just wanted to to add that little that little uh gem in there cuz um, I think a lot of people hold on to doing a lot of the, the work way too long when they should have been mm-hmm. delegating it yeah. a while back.
3: Yep. I know I should have, but I was just kind of, okay, so let's talk about the other piece, right? It's a little nerve wracking. I mean, it's one thing for you, like if you know, don't get a deal to close that month, you're like, all right, you know, I have my nest egg. But if you don't have a deal that hasn't closed mm-hmm. or maybe your funds are getting low, like you have this person who's counting on you to pay them i pay on every Friday or i know some people do biweekly, weekly, you, whatever your person is mm-hmm. expecting to get paid on time whatever their payday is
2: mm-hmm. and
3: right. that was a little like I think for me I was like you know let' me just build up a little bit more nest day because I don't want to have to be that person that's like yeah you're amazing but I can't afford to keep you
1: exactly so mm-hmm.
3: that i know i probably waited longer than i should have but i it was just a, like a little nerve-wracking like yeah, I gotta. Mm-hmm. I, this person wants to get paid. I gotta make sure right. that I can I can do that.
1: It's a yeah. whole nother level of stress, or you know, just being aware yeah. that you have being to a business care owner. Your, yeah, yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah,
3: and then like the other part, right? The I know I sent you the documents, Claudia. Like the onboarding. Um, but, like I mm-hmm. add another piece to it, right? Again, HR side of my brain. You know, when is their 30-day, uh, you know, evaluation, their 60-day, right. their 90-day, mm-hmm. their mid-year, what are my notes on there? What what am I rating them? Because, like, all that, you know, all your other is do the same thing. So it was just one of those things I made sure I implemented, especially I'm like, okay, I have a team of two. Oh, shoot, I'm about to have a team of five. Like, I got to make sure I'm on point with all this stuff right. and not being like, oh, yeah, I don't give my VAs raises. I'm like, what? That's, you should be doing that. You want to raise right? a job every year, right? Especially if they're doing <laughs> all a good
1: job. All of that.
3: Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so, I love that. So and, it looks like and, Alexis. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's do this question.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> question first. Uh, Alexis seems like the, she has a question here. Um, what text did you give your admin VA at the start? When she um, started?
3: So at, at the start, uh, so she definitely jumped in. Into marketingplex, right? The SMS platform. Um, so what I had her do is pulling the list from PropStream. I mean, I would send it to get skipped because obviously, you know, I have all my payment stuff in there. Um, mm-hmm. but then I would send her back the list, the the raw data list. I would have her clean it, clean it for SMS, uh, and get it ready and clean for the batch dollar. I would have her go and upload everything into batch dollar. Um, and then I would have her pull those uh, Those error codes from Marketing Plex as well, you know, removed from the campaigns. Mm -hmm. If they're um, landlines, I had her pull all that stuff out of there. And um, she manages my calendar because it gets a little crazy. It's like, like I said, little stuff like, oh man, I have to go to work today, or oh, I'm supposed to call a seller back. So she makes sure she allocates all my time for my personal and business stuff to make sure I'm not overbooking myself. Um, Let's see, what else does she do? Um, and honestly, she started creating a bunch of my flyers. I mean, they're not that hard. So it's like, again, one thing, not a hard task. I'm going to mm-hmm. just, you know, delegate it. So, yeah, she right. does like all my flyers for Dispo as well. And um, but yeah, no, kind of the biggest thing right now she's doing is definitely the um, SMS and pulling um pulling all those lists, getting them ready for skip tracing, uh, batch dialer and marketing plugs.
0: Yeah. A lot of those admin tasks that Mm -hmm. really you're like, I shouldn't be doing this.
3: (laughs) Yeah. That was one thing I couldn't wait to get rid of. I'm like, this is not hard, but this clicking, clicking, dragging, like I'm done. I'm like, I'm over this. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, again, you get to the point where where you start like scoring or putting a dollar amount next to the tasks that you do. That's one thing I did is like, I laid out, all right, what's like all the admin stuff that I do. And then I put a dollar amount to, I'm like, all right, I can get rid of this. I can get rid of this. Um, And then I kind of created like looms for, for each one of those. So um, my new VA Mm -hmm. starts on Monday, next Monday. So I can kind of literally hand them off like, all right, these are your responsibilities. Um, If you have any questions, like just watch these looms. Um, Cause yeah, for me, I was like, I shouldn't be worrying about them. And and if it's something Mm -hmm. that fits in your budget, cause you have to think about too, if you have a nine to five, or whatever is like all right what's my budget can i squeeze in um a a, a va like if it's 300 bucks okay. a month and maybe my budget is 800 all right is this going to affect my marketing it shouldn't you know affect your marketing i think people also jump too soon to hire a va because they're mm-hmm. that's right. what everyone does so for me i was like well let me not hire a cold caller right away like what what do i need the most help uh, maybe i'm not ready to hand off to a cold caller yet because that takes so much time uh, and especially if you're doing SMS, so for me it was like, all right, let me hire a general admin to like help out with a lot of those tedious tasks, and then once you know get some momentum, then you can hire a, a cold caller. But it's it's all in like preparation and having the proper documentation set up um, to delegate what you need. You can't just hire somebody and not have anything set up. So mm-hmm. um, right. it, it does help having an HR mind for oh. sure, and like having all that stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> geared oh. up.
3: Right. And I always tell people, like, even if you're not ready to hire, you know, a VA right now, like any, any task you're doing, you know, you have to pull a list, you know, you have to skip trace it, you know, it has to be uploaded or if you're using any of these systems, literally, like you said, just record yourself a Loom video of you doing that task and Mm -hmm. save it.
1: And that's just what Mm -hmm. I started doing. I'm like, all right,
3: well, this is how you do this. This is how you do that. Because I'm like, I have to go through these things anyway. I don't want to do it forever. So. Might as well just go ahead and start recording it. You know, here's how you pull, you know, export these lists. Here's how you do this. How you tag this, so that way I don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, even if you, no matter how well you train these people, you don't want to have to keep training them on repetitive tasks when you mm-hmm. can just refer them to a document, even better, a Loom video. So yeah, I tell people all the time, like, look, whatever y'all have, whatever you're already doing, you don't want to do forever. Just start recording it. Save it. You're literally going to need mm. it
1: at one point in time anyway. It's yep. 100. Great.
3: I love it. I love it. I'm so, surprised um, you don't, you want to keep cold calling. You didn't want to give that up.
0: Well, it wasn't that. It was just like, uh, what do I need help with the most? Um mm, Okay. Yeah. I think for me it was like doing a lot of that. I shouldn't be spending like my days after, or, you know, time after work, um, to get, um, to do this, like pulling lists and updating in the CRM. I have it pretty automated with my, um, SMS. So, um, that's kind of been my, uh, bread and butter so far. So I figure, I'm like, all right, if I can get some momentum, um, and once you like start closing deals consistently, you know, you can bring on somebody to do, mm-hmm. uh, the cold calling. Um, I do a lot of like niche, um, marketing oh, yeah, yeah. anyway so yeah. like um you know once again i, I kind of get have that consistency then i can kind of bring in a, a cold caller because those are you know especially if you go through an agency like again those are pretty pricey and again you're like i need to be closing deals to mm-hmm. pay them off you don't want to you mm-hmm. know be a month or a couple months in then you're like well can't afford <laughs> you anymore because you know right. at first i didn't yeah. have the system set up I, you know like so um I think people jump to a cold caller sometimes unless you're really terrible. For me, like I'm, I'm pretty decent, like in, in speaking mm-hmm. with sellers. So I'm like, all right, you know, I can do this for a little bit until, you know, um, get a good uh, process down.
3: Right. No. Yeah. Cause like, you know, you'll, you'll hear them say, Oh yeah. You know, you get a DA with us. It's only X amount to X amount of dollars, but they won't tell you like what you got to pay on the front end.
2: And you're like,
3: oh right. hold on, this this is a lot. Um
2: mm-hmm.
3: I always tell people like, look, if you do want one, maybe you don't want to pay that. You know, there's plenty of sources out here to to find your own VA. Downside is it's a lot more time consuming because you do have right. to go yeah. uh, through all these un- underqualified people. So mm-hmm. that's the downside to it, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, and
1: definitely. You definitely budgeting is a, a big part of that too, right? Just making sure you or align with your finances and make sure you can add another, you know, person to your account for these, um, tools that you're using. Right. And, you know, yeah. those little things adds, add up to, you know, your monthly expense, uh, along with the salary that you're paying your, you know, VAs and stuff like that. So you just gotta, a lot of people just come in, maybe jump into the VAs and not plan mm-hmm. for that. Um, mm-hmm. and not plan for, um, all these tasks that they need to do. So I think, um, you know, you guys kind of have that already in place and, um, that, that really helps with, you know, being, having a su- successful VA from the start. Right. Mm. Yeah, definitely.
3: Well, for me, and I don't know about you, Claudia, but definitely at the beginning, um, cause I didn't cold call, but Maybe an hour or two a day, right? So right. my data lasted a lot longer. So I went from cold calling an hour to a day to now having a you know someone cold calling for six hours a day. Like you run through a lot of data. So right. it was like, like Tim said, yeah, you have to add these people onto these other platforms, but the other caveat is now you gotta you know buy more data to mm. be able to just keep them busy. if it is what you're putting in your SMS or whatever you're putting into your um, your dollar, like, they they go through them things really fast. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, you got to be prepared for that, too. Like, you know, don't let the dollar get quiet and they get bored because then, you know, you got to keep them busy. Upside um, right. is they want to work. So, they don't want to feel like they're wasting their time either, you know. They want these deals. They want these hot leads because they want to get the bonus. Right. So, mm-hmm. That's the other part, right? You can't go the cheap route on the data because then your data is going to be bad. And then they're not getting any leads. And then you're like, well, why aren't you getting mm-hmm. the leads? And you're like, hey, you can't really blame them. This is kind of on you.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh,
3: that's the other part. That's a good that
2: point. I,
0: I was point. not
3: prepared for was the amount of data. So I'm like, all right, let's hop into a new market because there's no more data here. And we are right. recycling, recycling, recycling these leads. Now we got to go somewhere else. Right. Mm -hmm. I was not prepared for what that looked like.
0: Yeah, no, I totally uh, feel that, too. And I think it depends on your business model, right? Like whatever your sales cadence of like, all right, we SMS first and then we cold call Mm -hmm. or maybe we do them both at the same time. Um, You know, if you just have one VA, I mean, that's one thing. I think that's why we've kind of done like hybrid like models or hybrid VAs where it's like, all right, you're doing this and you're doing that. You're doing maybe four hours of cold calling and then you're helping me out with follow-ups or something like that. Mm -hmm. Because um, having one person cold call, I don't know how they do it. I'm sure the bigger companies like cold calling for eight hours and just speaking to other VAs are like, yeah, that's not, it's not sustainable. That's why there's so much Mm -hmm. turnover when it comes to like those sort of cold caller uh, VAs, because who wants to be talking and being chewed out? Like, eight hours oh, a day, wow. you know, it's not no, no, and, right? and with that, considering if they're cold calling for, you know, six to eight hours, that's a lot of data. That's a lot of numbers. You have to consider skip tracing uh, mm-hmm. along with like pulling data that that adds up. So you have to right. like, going back to what Tim says, you have to budget for that. Um, you know, just have those assumptions Ralph about not thinking, All right, I'm just going to pay for the VA. It comes with costs with just along with their mm-hmm. wages, right? You have to pay mm-hmm. them. Um, you have to do time docker, talk, time doctor you have to have right. a form of communication if it's slack maybe you have to pay a little bit extra for that so you have to like have that um, high level view and um, just hiring somebody you can't just hire somebody yeah. and think like okay i'm just paying them 300 bucks a month that's their wage that's it it's it costs a lot more actually if you, if you think about it so it's planning ahead yeah. uh, for sure that helps
3: yeah but i mean it's just little things especially you know you start scaling right uh it's just there's little little things just start adding up like like tim said right you add them to your prop stream you're getting another seat in your dollar like Mm -hmm. that comes at additional cost that's not a free Mm -hmm. like i can have 10 seats like each additional seat costs money um Mm -hmm. so yeah it's crazy like yes can you do this business business you know under you know 500 dollars by yourself absolutely but when you start hiring a team like you're gonna Mm -hmm. have to start working out some more money. It's not right. a $500 business anymore. Um, right. Yeah. 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 Definitely was not prepared for, like, oh man, PropStream used to only be this much. Now it's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've no.
0: done it all where it's like, we'll share logins, then PropStream kicks you out. You know, you can't have two <laughs> users on at the same time. I've done that. Yeah. Too. I've so, done that too. Yeah, it can't like, be hey, cheap.
3: Yeah, no, I'm like, all right, everybody gets their own seats. Cause if I need to hop on and I get booted out, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> right. Uh that's what we be sharing the skip tracing codes. I'm like, where are we? Right, hey, money?
0: hey, Ash, I will hey. say you always come in clutch with the codes. So
2: <laughs>
3: Oh right, like, we gotta you save know. some money somewhere.
0: Right, right. I'm like, ooh, last month's eight cent one, that was a good one. Yeah. So Oh yeah. Uh, Wherever you can say the coins, I'm here for right. it. Right. Lex has a question. How much do you pay for bonuses?
3: Um, so I pay them uh, $50 uh, for each lead that they bring in that goes to closing. Mm. $50. Bucks.
1: And go. $50
0: bucks goes a long way for yeah. you know, people in the Philippines. In the
3: Absolutely. Philippines, right. Considering, you know, they're making a couple dollars an hour. Um, mm-hmm. I think I shared on my Instagram post. I can't, I can't remember. But uh, So she's been with me. 45 days, got her first deal under contract and closed. And she was just so happy, like, oh, my goodness, this is so much money. And it's like, it's one of those things you like, wow. I mean, I, you know, just take into consideration like they are mm-hmm. very appreciative. It doesn't seem like a lot to us, but their cost of mm-hmm. living is just so much cheaper.
1: Yeah, So. Right. It is.
3: and they're just appreciative that you pay them on time you're not yeah. overworking them. And um, yeah, the bonus is just, it's just a nice little thing. Uh, something else I just thought about when she asked that, like, so like I do give um, my VAs off on their birthday, right? You know, oh, so cool. still, you still get there. Yep. They'll still get their full time. Um, their full hours worked, give them off their birthday, uh, send them stuff. Uh, they have kids, you know, I send them, you know, extra money for that too. And yeah, they get off christmas i don't want them calling people on christmas i don't want them calling people on Thanksgiving. if i'm not
0: calling christmas you shouldn't be
3: calling yeah (laughs) no exactly well i work in in the business it's more like admin tasks you know on those days i have some downtime, but yeah i give them those holidays off that i don't want them calling leads because i know like it's not gonna be good for anybody so they kind of like that too to have those you know personal time off and then still get paid their full amount Mm -hmm.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Happy, happy workers.
1: It's
3: yeah,
0: all good. that's it. Right. Um, cool, but yeah, we've already hit the one hour mark, which oh is crazy. Gosh. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, what's kind of what's next, uh, for for Ashley? Like, what's what's your twenty twenty two girl uh, goals and your like five year <laughs> goals? Like, what what are you working, um, towards?
3: Um. So definitely the goal for the rest of this year, honestly, is kind of just continue to build and scale up the business um, as much as I love real estate and this wholesaling thing, I do not want to have to be as hands on like I am now. So the mantra is I want to work uh, on the business, not in the business. And so I, I'm just still trying to make sure I'm, you know, making all those appropriate moves, but not scaling too fast. Because, you know, that's something that we hear about too, right? People scale too fast. They're not ready for that just that elevation. So I'm making sure I'm doing it at a good pace, but also at an uncomfortable pace. Just mm-hmm. so I don't, you know, you know, get too relaxed and all that. So yes, definitely looking to scale, uh, keep building my team, delegating more tasks to them. So it, it not as much stuff kind of needs my attention. Um, five years. I mean, I don't plan on being in the nine to five at that point in time. <laughs> I have a date in mind. Um, it is kind of one of those things, like, all right, this is my date. This is my fire nine to five. I just want to be able to stick to it, not do it before, mm-hmm. not do it after. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I mean it's scary. I know some people were like, "Look, whatever, just do it, jump out there." But I mean, it's not just me. You know, I have you know I have a family, yeah. so I got to make sure, yeah. like, I'm bringing in consistent deals that is more than what my nine to five brings in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we all know, yeah, maybe it is more than your nine to five. What are your overhead expenses? You know, what do you have to pay your employees? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care if you're making more than your nine to five. How much do you have to pay in taxes? Like, there's a whole bunch of other stuff to kind of take into account where, mm-hmm. okay, my net may be higher, but what is my take home amount? So mm-hmm. I'm just constantly mm-hmm. like looking, listening to all these different podcasts on just how people are kind of like. How they haven't figured out. I just welcome all points of view. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So five five years is definitely. Um, I know we kind of talked about it before the call. Like I want to get. I definitely want to get into the multifamily uh, realm. Uh, I would hope it be four or five years, but I do eventually, you know, want to start cherry picking some of these deals to keep for myself versus wholesaling them. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make sure I continue to put myself in a position that I'm able to do that. Um, I don't want to wholesale everything, but I want to be able to cherry pick deals that it makes sense for sure.
1: Makes sense. That's awesome. So um, what would you like to leave the audience, um, you know, for today? Any uh, advice or any tips for them?
3: Uh, Let's see. Um biggest thing is definitely find you a good community. Now, if that's a coaching program, if that's a Facebook group, social media group, whatever, right? Find you a good community. Um, Because like, let's be honest, uh, I'm sure most of our just, you know, our family members or our day-to-day friends, right? They don't don't really understand just the business and not Mm -hmm. even like how it's ran just the headache the headache from the sellers the buyers the title company just like all that drama that's mm. tied into it it's just it's comforting to kind of have like your your community to be like let me tell y'all what happened let me tell you how such was tripping <laughs> um so it's nice to kind of have like those venting like even if you have like a partner i mean yeah of course yes yeah, so well they listen to you all day every day but to kind of have that community of people that can like really understand you And can be like you know next time try this and you know give you some feedback on how to be better i would always tell people like find out who that is um kind of create that like it it literally goes a long way um it's nothing like having those conversations with people who really understand and can relate to kind of what you're going through Mm. the ups the downs i love talking to other moms in the business like they be knowing like look, these kids are driving crazy. To these <laughs> these kids are screaming in the background. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like this, you know, everyone kind of under you. Under, they understand the ups and downs of the business. So mm. find your community um, for whatever that means for you, and definitely have like a nice, like small group of people who y'all can really like go in depth with what's your goals, and they can kind of hold you accountable because. Mm. Again, it's one thing where your partner always holds you accountable. Absolutely. However, people who actually know the business can be like, you want to make how much this month now, you know mm-hmm. that's not realistic or mm-hmm. you know you're selling yourself short, so mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things like they can kind of they can keep you more accountable because they they know what real looks like or right. they know if you're trying to sell yourself short. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely a small circle to kind of keep you accountable, and then an overall bigger community to just be able to network with and um, just leverage other people's ideas and whatever talent or you know whatever that is, because they can bring it to the table. Like that goes a long way, which I know we've all seen on right Clubhouse mm-hmm. social media. Right. Like, you can literally learn so much stuff for free. So it's like, why not just be able to be a part of those type of communities?
0: Love awesome. yeah. <laughs> hey, love thank it. You. Well, That's thank you awesome. so much for coming on. Uh, how can, uh, anybody find you, uh, what's your, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. On social media or your,
3: yeah. What's your so my handle, uh, yeah, it's right there. It's Ash Johnson underscore 31. You go on my social, uh, my Instagram page. Um, there's a little link in my bio if you're interested in jv my podio form is in there it comes straight to me like i said we will do the vetting on the front end <laughs> expectations right. right um not a miracle worker but if it's a deal i got you um but yeah everything is in there my my podio uh jv agreement uh, jv link um my calendar link is in there like i do not charge people like if people just want me to just help them work through a deal or they have like a discovery call need a little guidance, all that's in there. You can schedule a call with me. I don't, I don't, am not a fan of, you know, I'm not that big. So my time. Oh, girl, you you sell yourself right
0: short. Story. I'm, I'm well, telling no, you right, right?
3: now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm here to help people for the free, free. A lot of people help me. So I feel like that's the right. best way I can
1: get. Yeah, but there, right. there may
0: be a timeline for that or a deadline, I should say.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah There's a threshold. I, um, yeah, there uh I talk to Colleen all the time and she's like you need you need to start charging people. These calls ain't free. Um, but <laughs> I mean, you know, i bam, bam, you got all y'all got all the money. Um know, but yeah, ben. so em, link in my bio calendar, JV uh agreement, how you can reach me, my number, uh email, it's all right there.
0: Love it. Well, make sure you hit up Ash on Instagram. Yes. And thanks so much, girl. It's been so nice catching up. Thank you up. so much. You dropped some gems. Uh, appreciate all you guys in the comments showing love. Yeah. Uh, have a great day, everyone. Make sure to catch us next Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Easterns. Get the bag podcast. Let's have a go. great day, y'all.
2: All right.
3: Thank you, Gladys. Thank you, Tim. Yeah.
2: All later uh, mm-hmm. All right. Bye.